So, David, uh, firstly, what did you make of the idea that the public protector wants the constitution to be amended so that the Reserve Bank's role in the economy does not only benefit a few? Well, I think that um, it is time that we, we take a look at the Reserve Bank. You know, the the fact that it is a private bank um, masquerading as a national bank for me is hugely problematic. There are only seven other reserve banks in the world that are privately owned, you know, uh, including the one in South Africa. And really the reserve bank should be accountable to the people of South Africa. It should not be accountable to private shareholders because it will serve the interest of private shareholders rather than the interest of the nation if it remains uh, where it is. I also think that uh, even in terms of its current mandate, um, it is not actually fulfilling that mandate. You know, it is very problematic if you look at what 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 the what the current mandate in fact is. You know, um, if you look at the first uh, point, the primary object of the South African Reserve Bank is to protect and uh, the value of the currency and uh, in the interest of balanced and sustainable economic growth in the republic. Now, we are not having balanced and sustainable economic growth in the country at all. You know, we have a huge concentration of wealth. Uh, we have a, an economy absolutely dominated by monopolies. And, 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 you know, we have massive unemployment and we have massive poverty. Those are all indicators that there isn't balanced growth in our economy. And so I think even in terms of the current mandate, the Reserve Bank is actually failing. So how does this relate uh, to the apartheid-era bailout of APSA Bank and those monies that need to be recovered there? Well, I think that, um, first and foremost, the uh, South African government under apartheid really struggled to find uh, ways and means of buying arms illegally because there was a United Nations arms embargo against the apartheid government and apartheid was declared a crime against humanity. And so they worked out all kinds of sophisticated ways to shift money out of the country to pay illegal arms dealers and so on to be able to on the South African Defense Force. You know, and I think that that quagmire that they created is actually what is now in the process of being exposed. You know, so I think some 34 billion rands, uh, you know, shifted from, uh, uh, from the Reserve Bank to Bangkok. And if you look at the relationship between APSA and the Reserve Bank, we see that even in the times during apartheid, it was always the APSA CEO who became the CEO of the Reserve Bank afterwards. There was an unhealthy revolving door between this particular private bank and, of course, the Reserve Bank, which was also privatized by the apartheid government. So APSA, on the, for their part, say that they are not obliged uh, to pay anything beyond that which they have already paid to the South African government. What's your view on that? Should they be forced to pay the money that the public well, protector says? Well, I think that they should be forced to pay the money. And I think that the amount that she is calling for is actually minimal compared to uh, the benefits that they gained and the benefits that European banks that were doing business with the apartheid regime in order to break the arms embargo actually uh, gained at that time. You know, so I, I really think that they are being disingenuous and I think that it is time for the South African government and the South African people to call for a break between this private bank, our reserve bank and our Department of Finance. I, I really do think that we need to be in control as a nation of our institutions and not leave it in the hands of a private bank, which is, you know, or, or until recently was associated with the biggest British bank, Barclays Bank.
And then just observing how South Africans have reacted to this, David, and uh, some saying they have no confidence in the public protector, and I think that hasn't shifted since she actually took office for some people in our society. But, um, you know, others saying that, uh, you know, she's doing a sterling job, and then there are those who would say that the public protector is just shifting attention from um, the Gupta-related stories. What, what is your take on the public protector? And do you think that she has overreached in the recommendation that she's put forward? Well, I think first and foremost that she did in this, um, this, this, this report of hers indicate that, that she is going to oppose the, president, uh, uh, the president's request to review the state of capture report. So I think that uh, in that sense she is showing herself to be fair and balanced, you know. But I think that all corruption needs to be investigated. And I, I, I also think that without fear or prejudice, and I also think that she has to uphold the Constitution, and I think that is what she's doing. I, I for one, was very impressed with her report yesterday, and I don't think that she has overreached herself at all. I really do think that she's opened up a debate in the country which is very healthy for us to actually have at this point.